It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Barkley the back, Jones under center, trailing 7-0. They're going to mark him at the 28 of the Vikings, first and 10. Snap in the pitch out. It's Barkley, a block from the left tackle. He goes past the 25, far sideline, wow. 20, breaks a tackle, 10, 5, touchdown, he's in. What a run, swerving by defenders, rocketing down the sideline. Saquon Barkley with a 28-yard sideline touchdown run. This is BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM from BetQL. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Strauss, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you, continuing our conversation uh, pertaining to the NFC East. And Joe, there are a lot of other Cowboys angles that we want to get to. I mentioned the mm-hmm. wide receiver position being something where the Cowboys uh, spent some real time and some real resources improving. But what else is really important when analyzing this football team? Yeah, the uh, ton of ton of uh, kids that they're hoping to develop that they bring in as rookies. We'll see how many end up making the roster this summer. It's their moves aren't talked about, right? The personnel moves that they made here. I think the number one story is about McCarthy, how he's taken over uh, the play calling. They, they make the firing over of their OC. They bring in Brian Schottenheimer to be the OC, but, you know, he's the OC, but not really the OC because McCarthy's going to be having final say. Um, yeah, when you talked about receiver, are we talking enough about Brandon Cooks and how he's going to add some depth to, to the offense at running back? All right, Tony Pollard. We've been hearing for years that you're the best running back that they have. Now's your time. Now, he's had the touches. He had a ton of touches last year. This is a guy that could be in the conversation for rushing leader. Depends how much they're going to lean on him. But I I do think McCarthy is going to do just that. So is there a second guy? Is there someone that's going to take touches away from Pollard? I'm not so sure about that. They have Malik Davis. They bring in uh, Ricky Deuce Vaughn. It really seems like it's going to be the Tony Pollard show. And it's, if he can stay healthy, I, I do believe he's going to be in that rushing leader conversation. And um, the Maisie Smith draft pick, it looks like he's going to start a nose tackle. And then also they bring in Stephon Gilmore. Like, I guess quietly, because nothing typically happens quietly with the Dallas Cowboys, but they improve their roster. And Aaron, I know you're not going to like this, But I look at the nine and a half and I'm thinking, geez, they go four and one without Dak last year. They had four regular season losses going into week 18 and two of them were in overtime. This team should be at least 10 and seven to go over the nine and a half. The Cowboys lost to the Eagles in Philly with Cooper Rush and then beat them when Dak 
came back. So, <sighs> man, is that going to be worse than what schedule? we saw? And Dak's got to be uh, that's better, the right? Question. They can win without Dak. Will he be better? That's the big question that I think nobody knows. There's just a lot of pressure on Dak right now, and I don't have a crystal ball to tell you what we're going to get with that situation. <laughs> I mean, the interceptions were ridiculous. Mm -hmm. They were ridiculous, and I think part of the reason – look. Kellen Moore is a more than competent offensive coordinator. I think he's going to do great things with the Chargers. I really like that move. There seemed to me to be a bit of a disconnect between the Moore offense and what Dak Prescott was wanting to do. Um, I had one person tell me that there seemed to be a lot of audibles called or a lot of, hey, we're going to go do this instead uh, kind of approaches when it came to mm. how Prescott wanted to run that offense. And to me, when you have the head coach calling the plays politically, that might be harder to do. You know, not that Dak Prescott's going to lose, lose his job or anything like that, but there is a, there is a difference when the head coach is mm. calling the plays where, okay, you really don't have any other outs. You largely have to run what's being called. You will have options, obviously, because, you know, you have reads. You have different guys you can throw it to, whatever. But for the most part, I think that tight window throw rate was because of a disconnect between the offensive coordinator and the quarterback. I think that's less likely to happen now. And okay. if you've got your quarterback and head coach, your play caller on the same page, how can that not be a good thing? Add to that the wide receiver position being bolstered. And I look at this and go, look, the Cowboys have been adequate. You know, they're not winning Super Bowls lately, but they have been largely adequate. And since, what is it, 2016, every season but one, they've won at least eight games or had a winning record, made the playoffs, something like that. So there's been some semblance of success within this organization. And that leads me to believe that even though we are largely critical of just about everything the Cowboys do, they're not a poorly run franchise by any stretch of the imagination. We're looking at the Giants and Commanders as, as real regression to the mean candidates. I don't think we're looking at that as far as the Cowboys are concerned. And so when you're looking at, say, odds to win the division, I think it's largely correct. But there may be a value play in taking them. There might be a value play maybe not mid-season, but maybe in October, because I was just talking about how the Eagles could easily get off to a 5-0 and start, and maybe some of those injuries start to occur, and the Cowboys are a game back or two, and that might be the chance to jump in with so much football remaining, maybe you know five, six weeks into the season, if the Eagles look like, oh, it's just a carryover from last year. We know how football seasons go. I do like the Cowboys this year. I'm not sure if they're going to be my play. Um, win total, I really like the win total. I expect them to be in the playoffs. Man. Yeah, I know. That that makes a lot of sense what you said about the the disconnect. Because how much did Dak want this to be? You know, and, and was Dak blaming some of the picks on Kellen Moore and some of those calls that he didn't agree with? But they're an approved roster. I, I don't see how you can deny that. I agree. They are better. And they did make some good moves. I guess it's just the McCarthy and the Dak 
factors, which are two very important situations to have solidified <laughs> in the NFL in the head coach and the quarterback where they're just mm -hmm. question marks. It's not terrible. I mean, but you just don't know in terms of their schedule, they open up at the giants. Then they host the jets. Then at the Cardinals, um, they host the Patriots at San Francisco at the Chargers. So another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to do's, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I feel like it could be a pretty good start for them. It, it could be. The Eagles may also have a really good start. And so I like this idea of perhaps waiting a little bit. And then when the Eagles get out to a lead in the division, then you pounce on the Cowboys because you, you can certainly envision the market tailing the Eagles massively uh, to where you're going to get a better number for the Cowboys to win the division, maybe even the NFC. You know, if you had to bet on them right now, Cowboys win the NFC six to one. I think that's pretty good. Uh, you know, it's still pretty high on the board, but I think six to one is a good number to make the Super Bowl. And a terrible conference. If you think they're yeah. going to win the East, and they don't even have to win the East to take that conference. Yeah, no, that's I. When you start started that sentence, I thought the number was going to be shorter than six. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's move on now to the Giants. And I'd like to dispute this idea that Daniel Jones figured it out. That suddenly <laughs> he's now a more than competent quarterback under head coach Brian Dayball. That now we can say that this offense is going to click and the Giants are going to be just fine. I don't buy that at all. I do not. Daniel Jones's total EPA was still negative. His completion percentage over expected was 1.6%. That's the best of his entire career. He threw into fewer tighter windows, fine. As a rusher, he was good, but his numbers are nowhere near Justin Fields's or Lamar Jackson's or Josh Allen's. PFF gave him a big-time throw rate of 2%. That's the lowest mark in the league. And I want a quarterback who can make big-time throws. And you don't have that with the G-men. Yeah, he's got better receivers. You got tight end Darren Waller. I think that's good. But mm -hmm. 
if you really expect the Giants to continue this level of success from last year and make the playoffs again, then a lot of this is going to be Daniel Jones having to step his game up even more. And like I said before, Joe, I think after year three, you largely know what you have at the quarterback position, no matter how competent or how stellar your offensive play designers are. And even though I've got a lot of respect for Brian Dayball, I look at this and go, Daniel Jones could be a problem. And I am ready to fade the Giants this year. Uh, yeah, I understand that completely. Darren Waller, great. He, he's, that's a nice addition. When he's healthy, he's rarely out there for 16 games. That's a problem. <laughs> uh, there's a reason that the Raiders are willing to say, okay, it's, it's fine. Go ahead. You, you can have him. I'm with you. I'm not paying Daniel Jones four years, $160 million. If you're just looking at the guaranteed, knocking on $100 million guaranteed for Daniel Jones, was he the reason it was a successful season? And let's not forget, by the way, they started 7-2, and two, and then they go 2-5-1 and one in the second half of the season. That kind of went under the radar because Dave Ball's a genius, and I buy into him. You know, we talked all year about him being the coach of the year. Um, and they get the Eagles twice in the last three weeks. So maybe they're teasing people hanging around, and then maybe, maybe not the case once we get to the very end. But no, I, I look at the head coach, and that's why the Saquon Barkley situation is such a big story in New York and just nationally in the NFL because it is one of those situations. If you remove Barkley, okay, now we're going to Matt Breida in this offense that still lacks talent on the outside. We're talking about just getting by with guys like Slayton, Isaiah Hodgkins, Paris Campbell. Like, What's really changed? Maybe Jalen Wyatt ends up being a player but I'm not expecting it in year one, uh, not playing with Daniel Jones. Uh, they beef up the, the offensive line a little bit, so that's expected to improve. But I guess the big move for them is keeping Daniel Jones and adding Darren Waller. If, if this continues to be one of the best divisions in football, that doesn't tell me that they're going to take the next step and they're going to win it. Yeah, as we sit today, I think it's the Eagles – the Cowboys, and then there's a big gap. <laughs> I mean, I mm -hmm. think the Giants, or, or at least Giants fans, think, you know, they improved a lot in all this stuff, but, like, the Eagles beat them in all three meetings, including a dominant win by 31 points in the divisional round. So these two teams aren't even close, and the Eagles arguably got better. I just don't – I'm not a believer in the Giants. I'm not putting my money on them not to win the division. Maybe Daniel Jones will be better. I don't know. I, I agree with Joe. Okay, great. You got Darren Waller. You should be better there. But is it really going to be that big of a difference maker to to bridge that gap and th say they're that much closer to the Cowboys and the Eagles? I don't think so. The one area where I will say that I think the Giants are more than competent is the overall direction of the franchise. They believe in mm -hmm. speed. They want to be faster than everybody else. And they're doing that. They're getting fast guys. And especially on the defensive end, they are looking at guys with some real speed. And so when it comes to, say, ball hawk rate, I think the Giants will be fairly solid as far as that's concerned. 
My question is, are they going to be able defensively to handle physical receivers? And you're going to be facing many of them in this division. In terms of the speedster receivers, the Giants may be able to contain them. But as far as the physical one-on-one matchups, that's where I'm going to have some real questions. And there are going to be some key matchups where if we find good physical one-on-one receivers that the Giants are going to have to defend, then I will be fading New York. There are season-long passing props out there, season-long receiving yes. yards props, that I'm, uh, I'm probably going to like the unders uh, in many of those It's crazy you said Aaron. that. I was just going to bring that up. I'm looking at Daniel Jones, 3,300 and a half. He had 32.05 last year. I would expect him if he plays, he missed one game. If he plays in every game, he should be right there if Darren Waller is healthy in terms of passing. But if Darren Waller, if he's not able to get the ball to Waller a lot, I might look at the under. Uh, I'm pro. Just- I, I, I wouldn't do anything over on Daniel Jones now that I say this out loud. <laughs> that would be ridiculous. The other thing that's scary about making positive Giants, and and I believed in their turnaround last year, I, I really like the Giants going into the season, is so much hinges on the coaching that they just, talent-wise, when we go matchup with Eagles, with the Cowboys, like they're just not close. Now, I want a great coach, yeah, and I trust Dave Ball and defensive coordinator uh, Wink Martindale. Like that, that was huge. To, to add him and keep him. There are a lot of people that think he should get some sort of an opportunity as a head coach. Don't know if that's ever going to happen, especially in today's NFL. But that concerns me. When I look at the talent level of this team, you know, a couple of big injuries feels like it could all fall apart. Win total is seven and a half for the Giants after making the playoffs just a season ago. That's how the market feels. And you could make a case for the under, but... I think Aaron and I are on the same page. There are season-long prop bets that are probably the, uh, the best approaches to fading the Giants and probably Jones's passing total. That may be a great place to start. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, we talk about the Washington Commanders. How does Aaron really feel about the team in her neighborhood? That's right here on the BetQL Network. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.